Hi there, everybody, and welcome back to English Lessons with Harry. Yes, that's me, and we're here again to give you another English lesson, hopefully to help you to get a better understanding of the language, phrasal verbs, expressions, and all those other wonderful parts of the language that you might have some trouble with and you'd like to have some help. So before we start that, just let me remind you that you can listen to me on my podcast. You can download it onto your favorite app like Spotify, and you can also watch me on the YouTube, but remember to subscribe to the channel. And of course, if you or any of your family members or friends would like to have a one-to-one lesson with one of our teachers, we'd be very happy to hear from you. We've got over 14 teachers waiting to help you, some speaking British English, some speaking American English, so we can help you in whatever aspect you need, whether it's preparation for an interview, exam, we can help you. And if you like to look at www.englishlessonviaskype.com, you can find a way to book a trial lesson. And that trial lesson initially will, will be with me. And then when we find out what you need, we'll then appoint you with the appropriate teacher. Okay, so enough of that. Let's get on with the, the lesson. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, in today's lesson, we're going to focus on phrasal verbs and phrasal verbs relating to driving. Okay, so we all love to drive and most of us like to drive. Most of us have a car and most of us have driven a car at some stage. Okay, so these are phrasal verbs related to driving. Now, in most cases, phrasal verbs, as I've often said, have two or three meanings. So the ones I'm going to use today are specifically related to driving, but they do have, in several cases, other meanings. So just be careful with that. So we've got 15 phrasal verbs to look at today. Number one, to back up. Number two, to buckle up. Three, to fill something up. To pull out. And then to pull in. And then to pull over. And finally, for the phrasal verbs connected with pull, to pull up. Then number 12 is to drop off. Number 13, to drive off. 14, to cut in. And finally, 15, to tick over. So as I said, I'm going to go through them one by one and give you some examples. And yet remember that well, that the examples I give are specifically relating to driving, even though the phrasal verbs could have a, an, another meaning. So to back up, well, when we get into a car and we want to go this way, yeah, to reverse, as we say in English, we will can use the phrasal verb to back up. Yeah. Okay. So if you're trying to get your car into a parking space or you're trying to get it into a garage to to leave the car, then you will perhaps go in reverse way to back up. So you put your car into reverse if it's a manual car or you'll put it into the, the R position on your automatic car and then you will back up the car. You will go backwards, yes, drive backwards, you will look around or look in your mirror, whatever way you do it, and reverse the car. You, If you see a, a big truck who's uh, trying to get into a parking place or perhaps they are delivering some goods, they often have somebody standing behind them. Say, yeah, come on, back it up, back it up, come on, come on. So they back or reverse the truck 
so it makes it easier for them to, to drive out and for to get access to the back of the truck to take out the goods that they are delivering. Okay, to back up. Second, to buckle up. Well, the to buckle up means to put yourself in the car uh, safely. So when you get into the car, you take the seatbelt or from this direction, depending whether you're driving on the left or the right. So you take the seatbelt, you put the seatbelt in or you buckle up. So there's always adverts for on the TV to make sure that people do buckle up when they get into the car because it's a very important uh, safety aspect. So if you're in, unfortunately in a car accident, you have much more chance of survival and avoiding serious injury if you buckle up. Yeah, and particularly with young kids, if you have babies or children under a certain age, you have them in a car seat, you want to buckle up or get the kids, the older kids in the back seat to put on their seat belts to buckle up. So before you drive, you've got to put on the safety belt. Okay, so next, to fill something up. Well, when we fill up the car, it means we fill up the petrol tank. We don't fill the car itself, of course, that would be a little bit stupid, but we fill something up with petrol or diesel or gasoline, depending on which country that you're living in, okay? So um, we go to the supermarket and there might be a petrol station or a filling station near the supermarket, so we fill up. So yeah, we drive along and say, oh, hey, look um, look at the the indicator on the dashboard. Oh, we'd, we're out of fuel. Just give me a few minutes. I'll just pull in here to the service station and I'll fill up very quickly and then we can be on our way. Or, you know, we better fill up before we go on the journey. It means we won't have to stop on the motorway because the petrol is usually, or the diesel, much more expensive if you pull into a filling station on the motorway. So we'll fill up before we go. Now, with the oncoming of uh, these new electric vehicles, you know, I'm sure people will still be using the expression to fill up. But of course, with an electric vehicle, you have to recharge the battery you're not filling it up because there's no actual uh, liquid fuel going into the car but it's the electric charge for the battery so we'll be replacing filling up with recharging now of course we can fill up the boot of the car with luggage if we are not talking about petrol as such so um, you know if you're going on a holiday then we put all the bags in the boot so we fill it up and uh, if you've ever traveled with kids, then you've got to bring everything. So you've got to put bags and buckets and spades and whatever else. And you fill up the back of the car with the luggage and then everybody's comfortable. So to fill the car up with fuel, to fill the boot with the luggage. OK, now we've got four phrasal verbs using the verb pull. As I said, we've got to pull out, pull in, pull over and pull up. So I'll take them one at a time. First of, all, first of all, to pull out. Okay, now we can do this in a very controlled way or we can do it uh, by accident or without uh, taking due consideration or care when, when we are driving. So sometimes this can be very dangerous. So um, you have to be very, very careful when you pull out into the traffic. It means you enter the traffic, but you have to look behind you to see that there's no cars coming where you might cause an accident. So if somebody pulls out quickly, then they don't look where they are going and there's a possibility that somebody behind them will have to avoid them, to steer around them, or they will put their foot on the brake and 
to avoid an accident, yeah? But in normal circumstances, when we sit in the car and we switch on the ignition, uh, we look in our mirror to see what's coming behind us. And if it's clear behind, then we'll put on the indicator and then we'll pull out slowly and move off in the direction in which we want to go. Okay, so to pull out means to move from the parked position into the, the uh, lane of the traffic and, and go ahead. Okay, now you could be driving along quite nicely, but you see a truck ahead of you, which is going very slowly. So you indicate and you pull out into the, the faster lane and overtake the truck that's uh, several cars in front of you. Okay, so that's to, to pull out. Now, to pull in, this is an easy well, it should be an easy manoeuvre to make in the car. So if you're driving along and you you want to jump or run into the, the supermarket, you will pull in when you see uh, an appropriate place to park. So you spot a parking place in the distance, so you put on your indicator, and then you pull in and park the car so that you're then able to lock the car and then walk into the shop or the supermarket, so you pull in. So if you're sitting in the car and you've got your partner with you, somebody in the car who wants to, to get dropped off at the airport, for example, or the railway station or to their office, they say, oh, look, just, just pull in there. There's a space there. I'll hop out, meaning I'll jump out of the car quickly, and then you can be on your way and I'll see you later. So just pull in here. I'll be out and then you can be on your way. So just pull in here is the very common expression you will hear. Okay. Next is to pull over, okay? So pull in and pull over are very, very similar, yeah? So um, you'll be driving along and, you know, you suddenly see a, a parking space. It might be a little bit away from where you want to be, but you pull over very quickly and park because the rest of the spaces might look as if they're occupied. And if you try to get a little bit closer, you might be out of luck and you have to drive around again and therefore you're, you're delayed a little bit further. So just pull over here, yeah? Okay, or pull over when it's safe. You Somebody might say to you, don't pull over yet because there are some cars behind us or there's a car in front of you just about to leave that parking space. So why don't you pull over here, wait for them to leave, and then you can back your car into that space and therefore you've got a nice parking space and you can be on your way. So to pull over in a safe way, okay? So pull in, pull over, pull out, as we said, and then finally to pull up. Well, when we're driving along in the, the city, there's always plenty of traffic lights. It can be quite annoying, the frequency of them. And usually just as you get to the, the traffic lights, you can see the lights going from green to orange and then to red. So you have to pull up at the traffic light means you have to stop. Yeah, so you pull up at the traffic lights behind the car in front of you. And then when the lights go green, you then put your car back into first gear and off you go. So you pull up slowly, okay, because you'll start to slow down when you come towards the traffic lights. And then you'll stop and then wait for the lights to turn green in your favor. And then off you go, okay? Sometimes you have to pull up very quickly. And this could be because the car in front of you stops very quickly so you have to be very active and watching and focused or something might a ball might be come out onto the road which would indicate that there's some child about to to run on the road as well so you have to be prepared to stop quickly so you pull up to avoid an accident or it could be a dog or 
if you're driving around the, the country roads of Ireland, it could even be a cow or a pig. I've seen them all. So you can uh, have to pull up really quickly to avoid an accident or hitting something that you don't necessarily want to hit. Okay, so to pull up. Okay, so all the time when we are doing our driving tests, these are the instructions that we'll get from the driving instructor, the inspector who's examining you. So they'll say, okay, I want you to pull in at the next parking space you see and park the car, or I'd like you to pull over and uh, practice the indication or pull up behind that car in front of you and I'll get out or just to pull in when you see an appropriate space. And now when you get into the car, I want you to pull out and enter the, the traffic. So these are the instructions that the driving instructor will give you. Okay, good. Now, what's next? To drop off. Well, this is a very common phrasal verb and it's used all the time when we are taking somebody somewhere. Yeah, we're taking them to the train station, we're taking them to school, we're taking them to the office, we're taking them to the airport. Will you drop me off on your way to work? Can you drop the kids off on your way out in the morning? Can you drop me off at the supermarket and pick me up later on? Would you mind dropping me off at the station because I'm in a hurry and I don't want to be late? Common type of request that we'll get to drop somebody off here, drop somebody off there, drop the kids off at the football match. Who's going to drop them off at the football match on Sunday? Yeah. Who's going to uh, drop them off at your mother's so that she can look after them for the weekend when we are away? Yeah. So drop off somebody, drop them off somewhere. To drive off is the next phrasal verb. So to drive off in a hurry. So you jump into the car, you're a bit late, foot on the accelerator, boom, yeah, you drive off without saying goodbye. Yeah? Or you, you drive off like a, a madman because you're really in a, in a hurry to get somewhere. So yeah, yeah. Or you're a little bit angry or a little bit not annoyed because you're late or the, the somebody held you up. So you have to jump in the car, say, oh, I'll talk to you later. I'm in a hurry. I've got to drive off now. So off you go. Okay. Or if somebody asks, where did you see Mike last? Well, last time I saw him, he was driving off in the direction of the city. I don't know where he was going exactly, but he looked as if he was in a hurry. So to drive off. Okay. Now you could be driving along the motorway and then you want to go to a particular town. So you indicate when you see the road sign ahead that you have to exit the motorway at the next junction. So you indicate you go down the ramp and you go off the, the main motorway and then you drive off in the direction of the signpost that will indicate you to go to the, the center of the city or to the parking area or the railway station, wherever you happen to be uh, heading for. Okay, so to drive off. Now, it doesn't mean you're going to drive off the edge of a cliff. Yeah, it means you're going to just drive off in the direction of somewhere, drive off in the direction of the town, drive off in the direction of the school, or just drive off quickly, as I said earlier, because you are in a hurry. Okay, next to cut in, and everybody hates this, you know, when somebody cuts in ahead of you when you're driving. So there you are sitting nicely, enjoying the music on the radio, arm on the rest, driving along, and then suddenly somebody just cuts in from another lane, or somebody cuts in from a side road, and then they cause you to, to have a little bit of a start or a little bit of a surprise, and you put the foot on the brakes, and so you get a little bit angry, and you beep, 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 you know, to tell somebody uh, as a warning that they shouldn't really do that. 
So very dangerous to cut in from one lane to another without giving somebody an indication. Yeah, okay, or you either can point or, or you can indicate yourself or make some gesture that shows that you, the driver, that they want to get into the space in front of you. It's always nice and polite to allow somebody to cut in, particularly if they're trying to enter from a side road onto the, the main road. But if they do it without warning, then of course it can be dangerous. And then finally, to tick over. Okay, Now, tick over is very, very informal language. And tick over is when you're sitting in traffic and you have the, um, your, your, the engine on, of course, unless your car automatically cuts out, which it can do in the, in the modern cars. But if you're sitting there, then the engine is just going vroom, 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 vroom. And if you put your foot in the accelerator, vroom, vroom. But the engine is ticking over. This is the sound that it makes when the engine is, as we say, idling. It's just you're sitting in traffic or you're sitting outside the shop waiting for the kids to come back into the car. You haven't switched off the engine, so it's just ticking over just waiting, okay? And occasionally you put the foot on the accelerator, okay? The modern cars, as I said, have one of these automatic cutouts so that when you stop and you take your foot uh, off the accelerator, the engine will cut, which is one of these fuel efficiency uh, methods that they have to, to, to save fuel. But in the older cars, then you just idle, you sit at the side of the road or in the parking place, wherever it might be, and the engine ticks over. On a cold winter's morning when we're waiting for the car to heat up or the, the windows to defrost, we might sit in a parking place with the engine switched on. Okay, so you sit there with the engine ticking over and then gradually it will warm up, the car will heat up and the windows will defrost. Okay, so hopefully you can get an understanding from all of those individual phrasal verbs all connected related to driving. Let me give them to you one more time. To back up, to buckle up, to fasten your seatbelt, to fill something up, with the, put the nozzle in and fill the car up with petrol or diesel, to pull out into the traffic, to pull in to a parking place, to pull over at the side of the road, to let somebody out, to pull up at the net, next set of traffic lights or to pull up in front of the shop to drop off somebody at school or at the train station, to drive off in the direction of the city or the school, to cut in in front of somebody very quickly because you want to get into that line of traffic, and then to tick over, sit there and let the engine idle. Okay, so phrasal verbs related to driving. Whatever you do, enjoy it. Whatever you do, drive carefully. And if you've enjoyed this, try to put them into practice. Try to use them occasionally. If you have any problems, as always, come back to me and I'll try to help you to use them in a different way. And remember, all of those or most of those phrasal verbs do have another meaning and for a particular uh, purpose. So why don't you check it out and see yourself another way in which you can use them. Okay, as always, thanks for listening. Join me again soon.